Gregory bravely sacrificed himself to become the ship's rudder. <laughs> I think that's false. Oh, uh, Master Splinter's super totes mad. What? Yes! Yeah. yeah! Two broomsticks at the same time. Expecto Patronum! You'll never amount to anything! Completely false. If it was Andy's girthy candy, there's no way they'd ever change that So, name. so, wait, is it goblins? Did I get it wrong? Oh, this one is true! I am chocolate. <laughs> and the theme of today's podcast is... Wait, are we still in the intro? Hello and welcome back, listeners, to the Allegedly Podcast, where me and my co-host get a mystery topic coupled with some mystery facts, and it's our job to figure out which facts are real and which facts are fake. My name is Alex, and with us always... It's Joe. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Soothing sounds brought to you by Allegedly. <laughs> and then at the end, just have a hi ya. You know. Oh hi ya. Oh yeah. So we got we got a we got a crazy ass topic. We got. I, I don't know what it is. I don't get a lot bad. of teasers, but this week I've I've been getting some teaser feelings, and so yeah. So we'll we'll see we'll see what happens because most of these all of these are completely unknown to us. Um, my wife is the writer though, so I'm around for the writing process when she's coming up with, like finding the facts and 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 making the facts up to kind of trick us and all this shit. And so like I'll audibly hear her like laughing and stuff. And this week was really difficult for her not to share some of these things, right? She's like, God, I want to talk to you about some of these facts, but I can't. And I'm like, all right. She can't even, like, talk around it because then I could guess the topic, right? So she's got to keep it all to herself until we record. So this week, it seems, has been exceedingly difficult for her to perform those tasks, to, like, keep quiet, right? And she still hasn't said anything, but, like... She's wanted to record it ever since she, like, completed the facts. Bursting (laughs) bursting at the seams. Yes. Like, literally just like, God damn, just record right now. (laughs) So I'm interested about it. I'm curious to see what the topic could be. And then, uh, yeah, then the facts that follow up. Because the topics don't always 100% line up with what, uh what the facts are you know it could be like the color brown and we're just like left in the dark still <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all, right, all been it's all been a red herring <laughs> yeah it's all it's a misdirection that's the topic <laughs> all right dude are you ready to get to the topic at hand oh yeah <coughs> oh you got a little high <laughs> <laughs> okay let's let's look at the topic we we record. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> All right, Joe Jolie. <laughs> the topic of today's podcast is World War One. Ooh, Wonder yeah. Woman saved everyone. That's there. We go. Fact number one done. How did we win World War One? Wonder Woman. Next fact, please. You know what? I'm just giving us a fact, uh, you know, a point for that. One zero, us. Yep. <laughs> Chris Pine I, and his baby blues. So I don't really know anything about World War One. Uh, I know a handful of small facts. I know it sucked. Uh, <laughs> and that's about all I got. You know, tanks were just being started to being used, like. You know, horses were still kind of the thing, mm. right? Um, 
it was it kind of turned the military cycle back on to like develop brand new things for, and then that's why world war ii was so chaotic right mm-hmm. because it's because we you know we had the military complex at full steam developing new ways to blow each other up and then world war ii hit and we're like fuck yeah let's test it out yeah i don't even think we have I've, uh, in world war one I. I have seen the movie 1917 and black adder goes forth so i think Damn. i've got you covered my man <laughs> Was a Hacksaw Ridge? That's World War Two. Hacksaw Ridge is World War Two. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. Sometimes, unless they're like, "This is D Day" or "This is Pearl Harbor." Sometimes I'm like, "I, I don't know." Right. You know? <laughs> uh, you know, or if they're like fighting Nazis, I guess that's a good indicator too. Not. Yeah. See, what Wonder Woman forgot is that though we were fighting Germans, we weren't fighting Nazis. <laughs> no. No. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Uh, we were fighting, uh, monarchy, not fascism, so. Yes. But you know what, though? Maybe or were we? I mean, there was something there. about an archduke getting shot, but. Oh, yeah. By, I think, that group called the Black Hand, actually. He was assassinated. Right. So, that's about as all I know. I know, and I know the indie band Franz Ferdinand named themselves after the guy that got shot, so. Oh, really? Okay. We're, uh. That's so cool. Got this. Gosh. Got, got this. this. All right. Well, let's see what fact number one is. Because I don't fucking know, man. It's just like really depressing. Right. It's like, what if she just puts pictures of just gore and it's like, does this look fucked up? I'm like, fact number one, yes. That <laughs> is fucked up. Next question. <laughs> it's like traumatizing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's our first visual aid show. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Let's check it out. Fact number one. In World War One, one surveillance strategy was to find a shell-splintered tree on the front lines and have artists measure and sketch it, fr- sketch it from every angle. Engineers would recreate the tree exactly down to the last detail, but with a hollow where a soldier could climb inside. The original tree would be dug up at night and replaced with a realistic replica that concealed a spy inside. Uh, true. Oh, Yeah. Uh, I believe this is part of uh, the standstill. There was a uh, a piece, a patch <laughs> of ground that literally called no man's land um, where people for like two years didn't move. Like no ground was lost or gained. It was just this big giant stalemate um, across this big foot. Like they both had trenches on either side. Like imagine a football field and two teams are on each other's goal lines and no one can get onto the field. Right. So, and they did it for like two years straight. And so they, they had everything they had to do at night uh, or else they'd be seen. And the whole goal was to <laughs> like, it was basically this giant game of capture the flag. Um, God, okay. But, or else you'd be mowed down by machine guns. <laughs> it was, uh, it was well, really fucked up. Well, so, but the... I know that, so I've heard No Man's Land. I mean, come on, Joe. I, I play Call of Duty. Like, You've seen Wonder Woman, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Like, I know what this is. But, so, wait, did that did that stalemate include reconstructing trees with a little soldier inside? There, uh, I believe there was reconstruction. There was also, like, there's a, um, at one point, like, it was such a futile effort, and they were just trying to think of them, of ways 
out of it um, that at one point, like, like a general or something actually brought in a piece of sod and set it on the table. And they're like, this is the ground we captured. And they're like, what's the scale? And they're like, it's one to one. <laughs> and it was just like <laughs> this chunk of fucking grass. And so like they, uh, as it went on, they just kept doing de- more desperate and desperate things to just get out of the trenches because they were just you're just trapped dude well fucking you're do because okay. aeronautics at this point this? was still really loose so like air, right. air assaults weren't gonna help like you had to do something yeah. on land but you couldn't get over land well i think the pair like i think i don't even think what 1917 1918 mm-hmm. like that was when they were the wright brothers were first making their changes so they didn't ha- even have time to turn around and make it military, right? Like, it wasn't until World War II in the 30s. Uh, they've had military airplanes at this point. Did they? Uh, this is where the Red Baron comes from. Oh. Yeah, but they oh. were really, I mean, they're biplanes. Like, mm-hmm. like propeller? Like, like... It's a single person in an open-air cockpit, like, <laughs> with paper fucking wings. Like, it was early days of, of yeah. aeronautics. And then fucking, uh, yeah, it's probably super expensive and laborious to build. Yeah, and it was, I mean, most people died in airplanes not by gunfire, but by just crashing. (laughs) But, like, so you get this dude, put him in a tree. Like, that's Mm -hmm. his job, right? Like, and then what does he, he uses a little periscope to look out? Because, like, that'd be a shitty job. It's not, wouldn't be great. Right. You have to shit in the tree, piss in the tree. Mm -hmm. Like, what if some soldier walk by like, God, that tree smells like ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's like it was all du- you had to find a way to spy on your enemy uh, during the day, which was impossible. So you had to you had to find whatever cover you could get, which was <laughs> I'm surprised uh, no manufactured movie made, <laughs> movie made of this like tree soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you haven't seen tree soldiers? Oh, no. Oh, is, it, is George Clooney in it? Is he played one of the tree soldiers? Him and Matt Damon, yeah. It's uh, it's the whole Ocean's Eleven cast. And yeah, Jeff Bridges teaches him how to be a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a tree for over forty years now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. They have to rob a bank to get a tree, <laughs> but like they have to yeah. leave a fake tree to get the real fake tree to replace the real tree. It's a it's a real who it's a real twisty. So so are these fake trees still standing? That's what I want to know. Like, can I go visit them? Oh, I hope so. I doubt. <laughs> I bet they're plaster para. Like, dude, they probably. I, I bet they melted in the rain, and that's why <laughs> they didn't work. Yeah, dude. I don't know. They came with some kooky shit when it came to like fucking uh, like the boats and mm. the camouflage and shit like that. Yeah, like, it doesn't and, surprise know. me if they did this. Well, let's let's see, dude. I'm, I'm yeah. No, I'm I, I, on I, I distinctly remember something. I think it got t- kind of turned into a running gag, but like of landscape experts. Yeah, they're just like shoot the trees first. Yeah. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Did that tree scream? <laughs> Stop shooting! I'm a tree. And they're like, well, the tree tree's an innocent bystander in all this. He yeah. Has no choice. I'm gonna have to turn this around because the tree has requested asylum. <laughs> right. Now let's make like a tree and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why is that tree uprooting and running away? <laughs> I don't know, soldier. 
to shoot at the people. That's what I know. That's a tree. <laughs> All right. Well, let's fucking see, dude. Let's see what, uh, let's, let's put your knowledge to the test. Bro. I'm feeling real confident on this one and I have no basis for it. So okay. I'm down. Do I'm down to clown. All right. So let's see here. Then we're going to go true that in world war one, they set up fake trees to spy on the enemy side. Three, two, one, bam. It is true. Yeah. This, okay, so this camouflage technique was invented by a French painter in 1915. And when it worked, they trained the Brits how to do it, who were said to have made about 45 of them in World War One. The Germans eventually <laughs> used them too. Yeah, I like how they both had this same idea. There's nothing out there but dead trees. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've seen 15 or 16 new trees crop up. Can't tell if they're real or fake, so don't shoot them. That one over there smells a lot like sauerkraut. Dude, yeah, right? How do you discern a German tree from a French Brit tree? Like, right. we're just trees here. Guten Tag. They're like, wait a minute. That tree has a distinct German accent. It must be a bad guy. Don't mind me. I'm just blowing with the wind. Oh, chocolate bleu. I am I am just a tree. <laughs> Holy shit, the French showed up. <laughs> dude, yeah, like the French dude is like, you just see smoke coming out of the tree. <laughs> I, I need to have a cigarette. <laughs> so, oh, there's, there's more though. So each one took months of painstaking preparation and the process was extremely dangerous as volunteer artists and engineers crawled into hell itself, into the no man's land, to get the specs, pictures, and sketches and this is from Smithsonian Magazine or Smithsonian Mag. Artists would create an exact replica of the tree, life size with the same dead and broken limbs, with expertly crafted bark made from wrinkled painted iron. To make the bark appear more real, the artist would often cover it up, cover it with a rough texture, concoction made from the materials like pulverized seashells. It had to be installed in a single night. Under the cover of darkness and, t and gunfire to ensure everything looked normal by morning. The soldier inside used viewing holes or a periscope to see the enemy territory and communicate important info back to the ground. At least one source mentioned they were also used as sniper posts. That tree just shot me. <laughs> Dude, they use, oh my god, the only time the fake tree is fucking heavier than the real tree. Seriously. Fucking nothing but iron and seashells. They had to roll this fucking barrel of tree out. <laughs> it's just... It's six guys in the worst fucking log competition ever. Yeah, think of how awkward it'd be if you had one side putting in their fake tree. Like, what if they chose the same fake tree? <laughs> okay, okay, guys. We're gonna come and uproot this right now. And it's like, wait a minute. This is a metal tree. Oh, great. That's going to make it that much harder uproot. All right, let's get rid of it. The dude inside's like, holy shit. <laughs> well, what do we do with the tree? Well, we have to disc discard it. Throw it throw it into a shredder. Quick. We, first, we have to haul it back through no man's land. <laughs> yeah. Have to drag it back. We can't let people know that there's a dead tree replacing the other dead tree. <laughs> this, this first one is fucking wonky. I love it. All right, fact number two. During World War One, dogs were prohibited in the trenches because their barks would give up soldiers' locations and distance to the enemy. I mean, that makes sense to me. 
Uh, you know what? Yeah, I don't... No, I'm solely basing this off of movies. I've only ever seen stories about horses. (laughs) So, but here's the thing, though. In Call of Duty, I can get a perk to send the dogs out. There were right. dogs used in warfare, but that's I mean, World War I II imagine, I imagine you could train a dog to not bark, right? Right. Like I would imagine, a military dog is pretty well established. We're so used to our derpy ass dogs, right. like in reality, that like military dogs, which are like super trained, like just basically broken down and rebuilt up as just like a tool. Mm-hmm. But like, dude, my my Chihuahua. <clears throat> She'd be like in the trenches, like rah rah, and I'd get shot right Dude, away. Dude, I bet pew! I bet dogs were the only thing that could make it across no man's land. I'm gonna go with they were <laughs> messenger dogs, like a little fucking beagle, just like <laughs> just the queen, the so, queen's corgis, the queen's corp, <laughs> just fucking trampling through no man's land, delivering messages. Dude, could you imagine the trial and error on that? Like, what if they're like, <laughs> we tried using cats. <laughs> they'd run off they'd never come back the cats would play both sides to get snacks <laughs> it goes over to the british this is what they're planning right and it goes back to the germans and they're like okay well we we flip sides but this is what they're planning to do what? whose side are you on i am on my own side yeah the, the cat would be french for sure i'm on <laughs> la me side yes now oh. give me a cigarette a smoking cat? That seems <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> Dude, uh but I don't know, like I I I agree. I think World War Two or World War One dogs were used in the trenches. But I don't know. Look I like I know we've used really dark. We've used you know, hunting hounds and blood you know, and all this stuff for, for centuries, so I can't imagine World re- War One was an exception. You wanna get really dark with it? Let's they do probably it. probably reused, and then, like, if shit got really bad and, and the soldiers couldn't eat, they'd eat the dogs. You know what I was thinking? Mm-hmm. Fur coats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, you get enough beagle fur together, dude, it makes a nice Ooh, coat. Ooh, those are some nice socks. Yeah. <laughs> They're beagle leg warmers, bro. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is Harold here. <laughs> and uh, this one's Rover. Ironically, you'd think... Harold would be the headband, you know, for alliteration purposes, but he's not. He's my belt. No, that's wa- that's Wags. Yep. Wags became my headband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Made a sick, I... sick coin purse out of Rover. Yeah, we couldn't even finish the meat. It was too dry, so we just threw it away. Honestly, he was like, getting up there in age. It was a bit stringy. Yeah, getting up there. He was like three, you know, a little old. I don't, hey, I can't, be cru- I can't be cruel to man's best friend. So I made a raccoon hat. Look, they give us shit about it. We used every part of the dog, okay? Right? Every part. This fu- these six set of chopsticks ain't ever going to waste. Dude, I used the teeth to replace my own teeth. <laughs> <laughs> when I, whenever I get to those Germans, they're going to think I'm a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pop out of a fake fucking tree. <laughs> I'm gonna bite the shit out of them. <coughs> Germans are gonna freak the fuck out when they catch me. They're not even gonna know what to do. They're gonna fucking give up. They're gonna be like, the French are employing werewolves. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's go false. Let's go false on this one. 
I think man's best friend, unfortunately, has been there for all the wars. Yeah, I think so. I think I think that's cheap cannon fodder. You know, you make you force them to run out because they don't know that they're gonna fucking get shot at because they don't know what guns are. They tackle the enemy and attack them and fucking disrupt the thing so people can run over. Probably just wow. Talks Somehow that to. was the darkest one. Really? We're in the darkest. <laughs> we're in the darkest timeline now. Yeah, seriously. Ooh, we just we just hit a nerve. <laughs> They'd run to the tree. Dude, Making hats and socks people? is all fun and games, Alex. But <laughs> they probably ran supplies back to the to the tree people. <laughs> oh, that dog <laughs> dog sure likes that tree. Yeah, well, it marked it, so it's right, territory. Yeah. That's why it keeps going back. It looks like it's bringing stuff to it. So I don't know. Dogs are weird, am I right? All right, dude. Let's go false. That during World War One, dogs were prohibited in trenches because their barks would give up soldiers' location and distance to the enemy. Three, two, one, bam. Oh, that is false. Woo! I mean, oh. Ah. <laughs> poor, okay. poor, poor pups. Okay, so here's, here's what's interesting, though. So this isn't, there's a picture of a fucking dog with a shitload of rats. They probably hunted the rats. <gasps> oh, yeah, because I bet rats were a big problem in the trenches. Yeah, so more than 2,000 dogs had a myriad of jobs during World War One, but few more vital than the trench dogs of the Western Front, whose main job was killing trench rats, which likely numbered in the millions, <laughs> being constantly surrounded by tin can rattles from crawling, corpse-eating rats presented several problems, including disease, sleeplessness, and sub-zero morale. Luckily, French rat terriers are always down to clown with rodents. And provide both pest control and much-needed company to anxious, disheartened soldiers. Very, very good dogs of various breeds also hauled supply carts and stretchers, delivered first aid packs to the wounded, and transmitted messages while under heavy fire. Dogs are so valuable that one U.S. military order prohibited troops from personally owning breeds like shepherds and mastiffs to ensure there'd be enough for the war. There are some amazing heroic World War One dog stories out there. If you ever need are in need of a good cry, it's like the <laughs> rat that won the medal. Dude. I was just I was like, little did I know they could have turned those rats into landmine chasers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we as we advance in society, we learn how to manipulate animals better. You know, right? Right. Well, we're gonna learn. Every how to creature has value in war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to teach a dog how to hold a machine gun, and we'll just let them fight our battles, you know? <laughs> uh, the puppy bowl this year is going to be depressing. <laughs> oh my god, what if they did air buddies? Yeah! Like Santa buddies? World War One buddies! You can't go out there, it's no man's lad! I am no man! <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, carrying all the supplies. He's <laughs> oh! like running out there. They're like, he can't be hit, my guy. Him back. <laughs> Thanks, air buddies. <laughs> God. All right, well, Disney, if you're listening, we just <laughs> hit us up. Yeah, we just wore another one. God, we're good at this. Air buddies coming this fall to Disney Plus. Yep, World War One buddies. We got to fight in the war. They got like the tiny little like metal hats, right? <laughs> World War One jackets. They're like, we gotta bring a message to the captain, the colonel. <laughs> we can't do it without without adults. We can. We're soldiers. <laughs> we gotta get that cat out of that fake tree. 
Yeah, no, wait, no, the cat is the bad guy, remember? Oh, 100%. I must stop them. Or they're they're German, so I must stop them. <laughs> wow, that was German. That was a that was a journey right there. Yeah, sorry. It's hard to flip to, from like <laughs> French to British to German. Just appreciate I got a Z in there. Okay. I I I I I uh I appreciated it. <laughs> All right, well we got that one right too. We fucking nailed that one, dude. Dude, so far so good. Let's see what fact number three brings. So now we got we got air buddies, World War Two or World War One buddies, and fucking tree spots. <laughs> fucking hey, dude. Hey, hey, Joe here from Allegedly. Real quick, I want to tell you about this week's sponsor, Newsly. Newsly is an audio app for your iOS or Android that picks up the most trending articles from the topics that are most important to you, and here's the trick, reads them to you in a natural human voice. From the Batman to Bitcoin, Kiev to the Kardashians, follow any topic your heart desires. And while you're there, go ahead and check out their featured podcast from over 50 countries, like say, I don't know, allegedly. I've been using it for over a week now, and I'm loving the convenience of having my news and podcasts all in one place. So come and join me by clicking the link in the description and downloading Newsly for free. As an added bonus, go ahead and use the promo code allegedly and receive one month of their premium subscription for free. Stop scrolling and start listening. Okay, back to the show. <laughs> All right, here, here we go. Fact number three. The original war drones were pigeons with miniature time-delayed cameras strapped to their chests. That's it? I don't think they did. I don't think they had the tech to make a miniature camera that small. That was, uh, that's what, like, that's what I was pausing. I'm, I'm trying to think of how big that camera would have to be or, like... I mean, this is in an era of flash bulbs. Like, you could only get, like, if it was at night, you could only get one picture. Yeah, seriously. And then you'd have to stay still for, like, 30 minutes. Right. <laughs> no, I, I think that's more older. But, uh, yeah, you'd have to you get one hit. You get one yeah. shot. So, I don't know, dude. What do you... No, they had flash photography. Uh, World War One. Yeah, but, yeah, like, that, but that, the, the, that, you had to have a bulb. Like... So it'd flash, and then a light. You'd have to change out the light bulb. Would you need it if, like, you didn't need high quality pictures? Like, if you just wanted, because the bulb, the the flash was only required to like light the exp- like bring the exposure up. Right. But during the day, mm. if you were like in the air and you just wanted a blurry picture to be like that blob is probably the enemy camp, right? right. Did they do it? I don't. What? Okay. What type of bird? Pigeons. How much weight do you think a pigeon can carry? Dude, I've seen some fucking fat-ass pigeons. Right. But they're like, like, I don't know, a pound, maybe two pounds? I've seen like... So, like, they could carry... They roll up and they're like, I will carry the camera. <laughs> right. Or I mean, is that just a lazy <laughs> pigeon? It's some fat pigeon. Right. Like, it's you like, know. I, I that's a pigeon that's I, been skipping cardio. If, yeah. If, if this is fake... Okay, mm. I will say that they at least tried it. I I do not doubt. Right. There's not a. I bet. Yeah, I bet they tried. Yeah, this. I bet this was an idea that was floated out there. They're like, okay, wait. So it, get this. Like, what if it is too heavy? And they're like, well, no, we can train the pigeons to get launched out of this like catapult style. They'll glide, take the picture, and then glide back. It's too heavy. Listen, they probably tried this shit. We can shoot the pigeon out of a fake tree like a cannon. 
it'll boomerang itself back because that's what it's trained to do. <laughs> and then we'll see the picture. <laughs> we'll, we'll rifle the pigeon <laughs> over the enemy lines. And then one of the tree people will go and recover the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> we, we get our air buddies. They'll go and get the pigeon. Yeah. We'll launch the pigeon across the battlefield, and air buddies will go retrieve it on a stretcher. <laughs> we, we found Harold the pigeon. It's okay. We're going to have to make the tough decision. We're going to have to put Harold down. He's got two broken wings. <laughs> He's looked into the eyes of war. <laughs> They take the camera, they're like, thank you for your service. It's <laughs> all super dark. One of the air buddies has like a rock, just like pushes it over on them. <laughs> Let's get this back to the colonel. <laughs> yeah. You guys go ahead. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. I signed up to retrieve retrieve mail, not dead pigeons. <laughs> and it's always there's always like a missing parent. It's like we gotta go so we can get dad back. <laughs> <laughs> He's never coming back, Rover. <laughs> he was in no man's land for three days. He's gone. He was already seven when he went out there. <laughs> he was too old. There's gotta be three of them. The voice of reason. It's just like, guys, we have to, we have to work together, or we're all gone. <laughs> God, we just wrote this movie. <laughs> <laughs> World War One buddies, Operation Dead Pigeon Retreat. Right. You thought Andor is filled with thrilling espionage? Just wait till, <laughs> till Air Buddies, World War One. <laughs> we'll just call it Pigeon Down. <laughs> Uh, I well, say okay. that, air buddies, I've got a mission of utmost importance for you. Yeah, dude. And then, like, the enemy is a uh, is a German with like a monocle, and like a <laughs> like a curl mustache. She's like, Burr! look at all these fucking dogs. <laughs> and they just come in, they trip him. He's like, ah, air buddies, <laughs> defeating the Germans. Let's go. <laughs> um. So, what do you think? True or false on this one? Oh, let's uh, go false. <laughs> uh, let's go false. But like I said, if it is false, they at least tried it. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't think I don't think they ever implemented it. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. So we're gonna go false that the original war drones were pigeons with miniature time delayed camera strapped to their chests. Three, two, one, bam! Oh, it's true. And oh my God, they do wear little cameras. <laughs> God damn it. I knew I, we, we should have went true because I, I did not doubt that we at least tried it. Right. Damn it. Okay. So this is true. And the credit. Uh, oh, the, the New Yorker article by Andrea Den Hode. In 1907, uh, in 1907, German inventor, apothecary, doctor, and apothecary, Dr. Julius Neubronner 
was inspired by the homing pigeons his fathers used to expedite prescriptions between doctors and medical suppliers. When oh god, that just sounds fucked up, doesn't it? God, yeah. Let's give this disease-ridden bird the medicine that this dying guy needs. Right. I don't know what happened. He got the weird disease that only pigeons carry. <laughs> we have an outbreak of this pigeon flu. <laughs> what is? Send for more medicine. We need more. Everybody's. <laughs> can't use the pigeons anymore they're diseased <laughs> war's the real disease <laughs> dude yeah like one of the one of the world war one buddies has like a scar on his eye and he's just really like the thousand yard stare he's the veteran he's, he's like, oh ah. he's got he's got one of those like the hind leg wheelchairs oh no <laughs> he's like i can't do this i've been I've been gone for too long. I can't re-enter society, guys. <laughs> it's so dark. <laughs> he goes into like a dog strip club. He's like, I'll be here for the rest of my life. The dog strip club's called The Farm. <laughs> no, it'd be called Paws. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the catch is like, pause and take a peek. <laughs> it's called Paws and Peek. <laughs> he just wheels himself in oh this is sad now <laughs> um okay wait 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 when one went missing for a month he wished he had a way to view its flight path to understand where things went awry this led to tiny pigeon cameras and tiny pigeon harnesses timed to take pictures every 30 seconds. He patented the technology and sold postcards of his breathtaking bird's eye photographs. One uh, look at them and it's easy to see why military was interested. While the pics are random, it was miles better than any other surveillance uh, options available. We know the Germans use spy pigeons. Oh my God, spy pigeons. Yes. As they sometimes fell behind enemy lines, allied lines, some sort of uh, source articles has some really cool pics. Wow. Like, she showed, uh, she included a picture of, like, a street view. Mm-hmm. Right? And, yeah, dude. So much fucking better, like, than just getting, like, first-hand accounts of a dude flying over and be like, Yeah, this looks like a base! Um, they got people and a tank, and it looks bad. Okay, <laughs> flying home. Well, they can actually have pictures now. <laughs> Spy pictures. Fucking rad. Yep. World War One buddies, spy pigeons. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The pigeon's being held as a POW, guys. We gotta go get him back. He's in like a little pigeon cage. <laughs> What's that on the sky? Nothing. Wisp of cloud. Moving against the wind. Crows, they carry the news of Isengard. <laughs> it's the it's the pigeons. There's like a billion of them with cameras, like <laughs> ah! the uh, and then the pigeons, fucking uh, dude, POW man, pigeon of war. God, it's all coming together. <laughs> it's all coming together. God, little pigeon with little fucking camera on it. I knew they tried it once. I didn't know if it'd be successful, but apparently we've had tiny camera technology for a while now. Wow, apparently cell phones aren't that cool. No. 
No, they just learned, had to learn how to bake it in for us to talk to each other. Who knew we just had a pigeon with a camera on its back in our pocket the whole time? God, dude. Human history. Back in, like, 1918. Over 100 years ago, we were strapping cameras to pigeons. I just didn't think we could get cameras small enough back then, but... Nope. It's a little harness. I mean, it's no bigger fuck than me. the chest of the pigeon. Yeah, seriously. So, fuck... Yeah, fuck all of us. I guess. Wow. Alright, dude. Well, let's jump to fact number four and see if we can redeem ourselves for... Failing so hard on the pigeon. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fact number four. The Americans were immediately leaders in cryptology upon entering World War One. I'm going to say false. Yeah, I don't think we're immediately number one in anything. No, I think World War One. Were we even in World War One? I thought we just supplied weapons. No, we were in it, but like really late. We were just late to the party, huh? Yeah, because it, like, basically we took the stance that it didn't affect us. Uh, well, we did the same thing with World War Two, and then fucking Pearl. Then we got bombed, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I think, but, like, I think we spent even less time in World War One. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we were World only War II, in it for, we came like, in about a, ha- Yeah. I think, yeah, we came in kind of halfway. I think World War One, we only were in it for, like, a year or two. But I thought we sold uh, weapons, and that's where... Oh, yeah, like, we were... To- I, I believe we were a-okay with profiteering off of the war, just not right. joining it. Yeah, okay, that makes sense, because I thought that that was a huge, uh, that played a huge role in us becoming a world power, right? Yeah, because we, bas- so- we were the only ones with in- industry at the time. Yeah, we, we built, well, we were also a safe industry, too. Yeah. We could build weapons and send it out to whoever, because nobody was attacking us. Right. So, we would just, like, go on and hang out and sell weapons and be cool. And then we got stupid rich, became a world power, and then fucking uh, Roaring Twenties came in and we were just like, we got too much money! Let's invent credit! Right. We, we're we too big to fail. <laughs> I'm throwing everything into the market right now. Even I'm gonna fucking bet everything I have on margin. Right. Why not? Why not? What's going to happen? A depression or something? Yeah. Don't worry. Depressions happen. Another war will kick off. That'll get us. Right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's going to be a great one. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we'll have World War Two. Ah, like that'll ever happen. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, though. I know that <clears throat> I know. And I thought this was World War Two, actually. That uh, we used uh, Native American languages, or a Native American language, yeah. as our uh, code, and they were, like, the Germans and stuff were unable to break it, but I thought that was World War Two. That was. One. It was the Wind yeah. Talkers. It was the Navajo language. Damn, dude. Thanks, Nick Cage. Oh, did he invent the Navajo tribe? No, he was in the movie Wind Talkers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was, like, the title of, like, the people that translated it. Because <coughs> I'm not going to lie, that's a pretty cool name. I think that might be what the Navajo translation of it is, is Wind Talkers. That's pretty dope. Yeah, uh, they couldn't crack it. They were just like, right, what the yeah. fuck are Turns they Turns out doing? they don't have Native Americans over there. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, though. Like, we just kicked the shit out of them in the war. We're cool. We're cool. It's fine. <laughs> um, so let's go false. 
let's say I, I think they are going to suck with cryptology in entering World War One. Because if they ro- if we were rock stars, then I want to know how that happened. Like it doesn't like we entered really late, so I don't know how we'd have such a good handle on the crypto. Unless we were selling information early, right? Like we mm. were adjusting and selling information, and then by the time, like you said, we were by the time we technically entered World War One, right? Right. It was late. So what if we were doing it for like four years beforehand? Mm. I don't know. Mm. Well, I don't know. Like we didn't have this, like the CIA or the SAS or anything like that. So no, that was at all... this point. So that was all foreign to us. So mm. fucking let's roll the dice, dude. Let's I think yeah. Balls. I th- I mean this isn't. This isn't, you know, teenage mortality rates. We're not number one in this. Let's do it. We're going to go false. (laughs) What was that on the wind? Sounded like (laughs) someone talking to me. Someone's talking and I'm going to listen. (laughs) I mean, I shouldn't make fun of the movie, but it's really hard not to if it's Nick Cage. Like, (laughs) because it's pretty dope, actually. The way that like we communicated in like World War Two, it's pretty cool. But God damn it, why did Nick Cage have to be in it? You know what I mean? Because he's in every movie. I know, but like, uh, it's probably like one of the good representations, like positive representations of like Native America. Unless they abuse the shit out of him, and that's what that movie was exposing. Honestly, I only remember Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> that works. I'm down. <laughs> All right, dude. Then let's uh, let's just go false. Let's go false. Americans were immediately leaders in cryptology upon entering World War One. Three, two, one, bam. It is false. Mmm. Too almost too easy. Too easy. That was easy. I looked at the back of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> and there was the answer on the way. After I retrieved my pigeons that <laughs> fell from the sky, I saw the pictures and knew this was all false. The wind talkers gave me air buddies. <laughs> they told me the real disease is war. <laughs> Not only can I talk to the wind, I can talk to dogs. <laughs> Oh, shit. Fucking Nick Cage. (laughs) All right. Here. While the Americans eventually had some major accomplishments in this area, there was a definite learning curve and catch-up period, as European forces had a three-year head start cracking complex German ciphers by then. Our initial attempts at encrypting letters were all cracked by the French in under a day, mostly because they were simple ciphers such as word substitutions. Where a key is needed to know what uh, meant what. Sample text from a coded letter on the world uh, worldwar.org. Annex lower trench, comma, lunch, tiger, semicolon, apple, sergeants, tepid, comma, sweep, thing. That was the le- what the re- letter said. The key listed around 1,500 word translations. So a sentence like the above might pertain to sending ammo and rations to a specific location. The key codes words seem random. Regal for pistol, mouth for ambulance, etc. But it's hard to imagine the soldier who came up with it didn't let some personnel, uh, personal bias creep in for these entries. Code word. Snail means clerk. Anger means sanitary train. <laughs> the code word for Satan is regimental sergeant major. 
the code word for awful is mortar truck co-officers. <laughs> code word for solid is cook. Code word for sugar is sh- shoemaker. Oh, he's banging the shoemaker for sure. Oh, yeah. The guy that came up with this, he's like, God damn, that shoemaker. <laughs> you know what uh, I love? A good, good cobbler. <laughs> I love to have cobbler for the evening for mm. dessert. So sweet. <laughs> um, the code word for abyss is general staff officers. The code word for aroma is, uh, means chaplain. Code word for slave means mess sergeant. Jesus. And the code word for sonore is chauffeur. Yeah, it's called a. Uh, so even more basic than that, from what I understand, from what I understand, it's called a Caesar cipher. You used to use that forever, and it, it was even it's even simpler than that. Like so, the annex and all that. That's just it sounds like word replacement. Mm-hmm. The Caesar cipher got down to the the letters, so you just have a jumble of letters, but they would just shift the alphabet. So. If you shift it seven places, that's your key. Oh, right. So, so A, you know, A, B, A, B, C, D, E, F. It would be F on gotcha. your coded phrase. And then you would just shift it back to, to A, right? Right. And you do that with all your letters, so you decode them. That's like that's like as simple as you can possibly get with uh, coding, with, with the, the whatever, cryptology and all that. Like, that's, that's like 101. This seems Obviously. more of like a... You know, they 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 tried to find a sentence that sounds kind of similar, and then just replace the words with words. Fun shit, right. dude. But we got it. We were oh, fucking yeah. dumb. Go us. <laughs> no, right. no, ain't no Caesar salad getting by us. Not today. <laughs> and it's all fucking. <laughs> I had Caesar for lunch. I can do this. <laughs> All right, let's do it. We got the last fact. As I, as I robbed Thomas Jefferson's letters from his homestead, I found the Caesar cipher. The back of the Declaration of Independence had a Caesar cipher. I knew it. <laughs> Recoded all Jefferson's letters. The do-goody letters. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Do-good. Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> Dr. Doolittle beats National Treasure. Win <laughs> Talkers 2 with Nick Cage. Eddie Eddie Murphy plays seven of the ten characters. Eddie Murphy plays all the buddies. <laughs> all right, man. Are you ready for five? You ready to see? We, we're, right now, we are uh, three out of four. We're doing Let's not do bad. Hey, it feels good. It feels Those good. Pigeons. Those fucking pigeons threw us off. God damn it. Yeah. All right, here we go. Fact number five. In England, when new recruits stopped being enticed to sign up for the war for reasons like glory and country, they sent hot young women out into the streets to tease them about why they weren't out in the trenches. Uh, It's got to be. Was it not a draft army? I don't know. I actually know next to nothing about how they. I don't. U.S. is all I know. Right. And the U.S. was still a draft army till after Vietnam, so yeah. I can't imagine they had a volunteer army. That's weird, right? It seems odd. I'd imagine that they drafted everybody. Like, so ladies making fun of dudes in the street would be re- Dude, really okay. weird. Let's 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 get the okay. This is like the nineteen, you know, 
1910s, right? Mm-hmm. In the 1980s, Marty McFly could have been persuaded to do anything <laughs> by calling him chicken. Oh, you're a chicken. That was the 80s. That's when we matured 70 years later. Okay? And chicken still does the trick. All right? I want to know, like, some chick's like, I wouldn't bang you if you fucking, unless you were a soldier. Guy's like, don't, I'm going to risk my life. She, I'm less of a man. What, what are they, like, how easy would that be? Like, were dudes really that dumb back then? <laughs> I mean, I, like, what? I'll bang you if you ever come back. <laughs> I know. What? <laughs> yep. That's a weird gamble on that lady's part. <laughs> <coughs> I'll wait for you, wink. Right, yeah. Dude. Oh, a I real man watches air buddies eat rats in trenches. <laughs> a real man straps canvas to pigeons in the war. <laughs> what are you doing? Ooh, look at me. I'm working a job instead of hiding out in a fake tree. <laughs> Ooh, I have a factory job. Oh, can you talk to dogs? Well, you can if you join the military. <laughs> <laughs> it had to have worked, right? I don't know. So I guess the only delimiter would be whether or not this had they had a draft army. I I don't think they had a volunteer army. This is gonna be fucking hilarious if this is true. Like, like, because if they had it, like out. that meant they beat us at slavery and volunteer armies. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of... Makes sense. Kinda. I mean, now that I said it out loud. <laughs> I mean, imagine how far the French are ahead. I don't think they ever had slavery. Like, in the I get it, in the context that we know it. Like, right. I think they had servants, but, like, true slavery. I don't think they had that. I could be wrong, but fuck, you know. <laughs> they beat us by not playing the game. <laughs> right. <laughs> they clearly didn't have attractive ladies making fun of them. So I'm thinking... I'm thinking false. If you're thinking, if you're not sure about the draft army, because that sounds right. In a right, war yeah, situation like, like this, I, it's draft. Yeah. So I think <laughs> it'd be that'd be a real cold-hearted person to make fun of, either an elderly man or a disabled man, because <laughs> that's who would be on the streets who didn't make it into the army. <laughs> uh, look at you! You're too old to go off and die. Mmm. Oh, what, you gonna hold on to mommy's hand for all your life? Oh, Join the army. Your Ugh. asthma disqualified you? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, no, you are you have to use an iron lung to breathe, pansy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, polio made it hard to run. <laughs> you know what's really hard to run? Having no legs, and these guys are still in the army. Right. Ugh. I can't wait to bang a double amputee. Yeah. So, yeah, let's go false. Yeah. And if it's true, it's fucking hilarious. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to go false that in England, when new recruits stopped joining the military voluntarily, they used hot young women and sent them in the streets to make fun of them till they joined. Three, two, one, bam. Oh, it is true. What? God damn. Damn it. And it worked because nearly all men are built with an inner peacock. And if left undomesticated, it can be easily manipulated with boobies. 
1915, a newspaper reported on this tactic, and the English government acknowledged that, it, yes, it was part of several alternative recruitment strategies to boost enlistment. There was no beating around the bush uh, yeah, about what men were signing up for, for some, uh, so some ads opted to lean in to the awfulness and use humor. Example from Listverse. The country is arranging a trip to Germany for a few sportsmen. All expenses and hotel paid for. Good shooting and hunting. Rifles and ammunition supplied free. Cheap trips up the Rhine. Apply at once as only a limited number. One million is required. I'm just, my mind's blown that they had a volunteer army. Uh, well, they beat us there, Joe. Right? <laughs> hey, it took us till the 70s to get rid of that. I mean, or to, to have me. one. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, fucking, and then, I mean, look at their strategy, dude. They got some hot young chicks to, like, go outside and be like, you're a bitch. And they're like, I'll show you, woman. Right. And goes and signs up. Like, that's all it took. And here, like, our military recruitment stuff is always like, you want to travel the world and go to college? Mm-hmm. All they got to do is get some hot chicks. Yeah, that's all they have to do. Just put hot chicks out in recruiting stations to, like, you know, Dudes walk by, it's like, hey, look at the pussy over here. Look at this right. bitch. I bet I'd kick his ass right now. <laughs> right? And they're like, I'll show you. I'll join the military and I'll get tough. <laughs> That's all it took. Dude, men are so dumb. So, well, we got that wrong, Joe. Yep. We we, we got that wrong. It's okay though. We got hey, we fucking we got a we got a bonus. Hey, we got look, a bonus. Three for five? I'm alright with that. Yeah, it's a pretty standard legendary score. Right? I got a bonus, though. You ready for the bonus? Let's do... I mean... Maybe. <laughs> Let's do it! The bonus. Optional bonus. Plus one bonus if you can guess what percentage of all munitions were being made by women in 1917. Either A, 8%, B, 18%, or C, 80%. I'm say 80 all the dudes were fighting, but 1917. This is such a weird war, right? Fuck it, let's let's go with 80. percent How much yeah. of the dollar they were making compared to men? Oh, uh, all right. You want to go see then? 80 percent. Sure. All right. Let's see what happens. We're gonna go see that 80 percent of munitions were made by women by 1917. Three, two, one. Bam! It is 80 percent. Oh yeah! For their Ugh. extraordinary contributions Ugh. to the war. Among other things, women in Britain and the U.S. earned the right to vote in 1918 and 1920, respectively. That's that's really stupid on our part. Like, 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 think about this. Like, you know, oh, you can make our bullets, bear our children, raise our families, and work our jobs. I guess we'll get right. Like, we'll give you the right to vote. I guess. And they still took them two years to like convince them. Two years. Alex, they just took away the right to abortion. <laughs> I I don't think we should be sweet. Oh, yes, those people were so dumb. <laughs> I guess that's true. I, I feel like the majority of us are against that litigation, so... Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I know. bet the majority of people wanted ladies to vote. <laughs> that's true. A couple powers that be are like, if they give her the right of the vote, people will start listening to her, and I don't want them to know that I have four mistresses. Look... I've already been guilted into going into the army. <laughs> Not giving them the right to <laughs> Shit. Well, we, we did okay. Uh, We got four out of five. 
Hey, look at that. That's a pretty good day for us. That is a pretty good day. Oh, shit. You want to go ahead and close this bitch out? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. And there you have it. That was this week's Allegedly Podcast. Go ahead. Hit us up on all the socials at Allegedly. Uh, Email us at Allegedly.podcast at gmail.com. Or else... Keep on following us and find us every Monday at Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasting. And until next time. Yeah, we'll see you. (laughs) Unless you don't. (laughs) Yep.